What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the show. Coach Greg here from the Limitless Fitness Academy. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. If you did like it or you have been listening on, make sure to share, grow the show, um, show it to your friends, whatever it is, all the support, all the love, anything we can get, it's much appreciated. Today is an interesting topic because it's something that I actually just walked somebody through on yesterday. Somebody in the academy, the Lemonless Fitness Academy, I walked them through this yesterday. And we're going to be talking about how to structure your nutrition. It's kind of like meal planning 101. You know, everybody always talks about like, oh, you should just meal prep or get a meal prep service, blah, blah, blah. blah. But like, nobody ever sits down and tells you how to do that, how to set up your meal prepping, how to figure out what you're supposed to do, right? And so that's what this is going to be all about. So this one's going to be more less of a mindset call, definitely a lot of nutrition, talking numbers, talking um, setting things up. If you like, if you're a planner like me, and you like to plan things ahead, you know, figuring out the right nutrition, figuring out the right plan that works for you. And this is going to be all about how to set up your nutrition specifically for you, not just cookie cutter, random person, right? But before we get into that, here is the deal. Everyone has some different way of how they like to do their nutrition. There's a bunch of fad diets out there, keto, paleo, intermittent fasting. Uh, can't think of any off the top of my head right now, but everything works as long as it works for you. If you are specifically doing some sort of diet or some sort of nutrition plan just for the result and you dread it and you hate it all the time and you're like, oh my God, like I can't wait to have carbs again because I've been keto for the last three months, stop doing it. Stop doing it. And that goes for everything, especially the, you know, the stuff we're going to talk about today. If it, if it makes you loathe what you're doing, just stop doing it. <laughs> that's just like a general life statement. That's not just nutrition. That's everything. If you don't like it, stop doing it or figure out a way to like it. But that's a totally different story. With that said, I am a firm believer in calorie counting, macro tracking, food logging, whatever you want to call it, calorie tracking, calorie counting, whatever you want to call it. And here's why. Every diet, everything you do leads to this magical two-word phrase that probably a lot of you have heard of, which is called calorie deficit. And nobody really ever really explains what a calorie deficit is, but basically, but not also not basically, basically means if you burn more calories than you intake, you'll be in a caloric deficit. If you intake or eat more calories than you burn, you'll be in a caloric sur surplus and you should gain weight, right? Calories in, calories out is what it's called. C-I-C-O, C-I-C-O. Here's why I believe in calorie counting over everything else. When you do keto, you are cutting out an, an entire food group, an entire macronutrient food group of carbs. Your calories are going to go down. You're probably going to lose weight. You'll be in a calorie, calorie deficit. When you do intermittent fasting, you're cutting out a whole meal. Your calories are going to go down. You're going to be in a calorie deficit. When you do portion control, you're, you're you know, lowering the serving sizes of each macronutrient per meal your calories are going to go down. Now, the reason I'm so, I'm, I'm a big 
believer in calorie counting, and it's not for everybody. We'll get into that. But the reason I'm a big believer in calorie counting is every diet, every nutrition plan leads to a calorie deficit or a calorie surplus. Why not keep track of it? You know, think about it this way. If you were to hire a financial planner or a financial advisor, wouldn't you want the first thing or one of the first things for them to tell you is, hey, I want you to keep track of your money so I can see where it goes, so I can see where your spending is. I mean, most financial advisors, that's how they work. Maybe not all of them, but you have to know what you're, what you're doing and what you like and all the data and everything. And that's why I'm, I'm big on calorie counting is I'm a numbers guy and there's truth in the numbers. I like to be able to hit certain metrics to almost guarantee that I get what the result that I want, you know, hit a protein goal, hit a calorie goal, hit a carb goal, hit a fat goal, whatever it is. And you take that in steps. If you are overly obsessed with the numbers and everything, you'd start with just the calories and then add on the protein and stuff like that. Carbs and fats find their spot, right? But calorie counting is not for everybody. Okay. Here's where, and that's a totally different call. We'll talk about some other time. We'll get to that on another day. But my fitness pal, what we talked about last week is what I use for calorie counting. And just like I talked about, if you, if you do calorie counting, just like me and you use my fitness pal, but you dread it and you're like, Oh my God, I, I hate doing this. You know, I, I don't want to do this. I loathe it, whatever it is, stop doing it. Right. Or you get overly obsessed with the numbers. Oh my gosh. Like I have five more grams of protein, but I need, you know, a certain amount of calories or blah, 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 other way around, whatever it is. If you get like superly over, overly obsessed with it, where it's like stressing you out, stop doing it. Right. Use my fitness pal or whatever app you use. My fitness pal is probably the most well-known. I know there's a lot out there for calorie counting, but use my fitness pal as a tool to learn because that's all it is. It is a tool for you to be able to see, oh, I ate chicken today versus Domino's pizza. And I actually got a lot more protein out of it, you know? And then pay attention to other things around you. I had chicken instead of a whole box of cosmic brownies. And I feel really good. Now my fitness pal doesn't do anything about like how you feel, but that's why I believe in calorie counting. I believe that calorie counting is just data collection to be used as a tool for further knowledge. I think that if you were to calorie count consistently for a good, good amount of time, you'd learn more about your personal nutrition, maybe not nutrition in general, maybe not like all of the hormones and all of the science and physiology and anatomy stuff that nutrition coaches learn about, but you will learn more about your personal nutrition and how it fits best with your body than anyone else can tell you, can teach you, anyone else. You go talk to a dietitian, and they'll probably, they, may, they might say the same thing, we'll see. <laughs> but the idea is, I believe in calorie counting. That's what we do in the Limitless Fitness Academy. Now, like I said, some people, a lot of people actually, you know, they get overly stressed about the numbers and that's totally okay. Same thing with like stepping on the scale. Like I said, different call for a different time. Then stop calorie counting you know, or just do the calories and don't worry about the other stuff or just worry about logging. Just, just log the food just so you can see that you're eating, you know, three meals a day, whatever it is, right? There's ways to do it other than calorie counting. But I, for this call, 
for the sake of this call, I'm going to reference calorie counting as much as I can, because this call, like I said, is going to be all about like planning and math and all this other stuff. We're going to be pulling out calculate calculators probably. So, I mean, not really, but if you are not good at math, this is your forewarning that I will be going quick. <laughs> so for the sake of this call, I will be referencing calorie counting. If you don't calorie count or you have a hard time calorie counting or whatever it is, um, you can keep listening. You don't have to leave now. But when it comes to your nutritional planning, when it comes to setting up your day, setting up your week, setting up all that stuff, you know, people talk about meal prepping all the time, but nobody ever teaches you how to do it, right? And that's what we're going to do today. Now, before we get into that, I will tell you this. I don't know how many people out there have heard like, oh, stop changing up your workouts, like too much variety is what's killing your results, blah, 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 blah. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but nutrition is very, very, very similar. When you start to play with the variety of what foods you're eating a lot, you start to play with the results you can, could be getting. Now, I'm not saying that's 100% true. My fitness pal is the tool to be like, okay, double check, like make sure I'm having the correct amount of servings of this recipe because I tried a different recipe than what I'm used to, whatever it is. But when you start to play the, with the variety of your, of your meals, of your foods, whatever it is, it will take a toll unless you make sure you're doing everything correctly and make sure you are following. If you count your count, great log it, make sure it falls in the numbers, right? You know, try a new recipe, you're, you're at grandma's house, she made something new, just make sure you log it, right? But if you don't, the more variety you have, probably a little worse off. Now, variety is good. I would say if you try to eat the same thing every day for a year, you might end up wanting to kill yourself. You probably, if you could do that and like say you enjoyed it, I would think you're like a serial killer. <laughs> I can't do it. Um, I don't know anybody who can do it. With you know, same thing every single day for a year. No cheat meals, quote unquote cheat meals. No going out to eat, whatever it is. Unless you go out to eat every single day, but whatever. So that there has to be some sort of variety, but you don't want to change it up too much, right? So. The number one step when it comes to your nutritional planning, and I was explaining this to someone in the academy the other day, is first of all, look at previous data. And basically what I mean by that is find out what your favorite or your go-to foods are. You know, I like certain amount of foods, certain foods. I don't like other, other foods. I will eat everything in the world. There's nothing I won't try unless it's hella spicy because I don't do spicy. But find out your favorite go-to foods. But there's a there's a there's an asterisk next to that, and that asterisk is within categories. Okay. These categories you might want to write these down. These categories are proteins, carbs, fats, healthy fats, vegetables, fruits. Snacks slash sweets slash desserts. Have a, have a section where you're writing out things you like to eat 
that you in the back of your mind might be like, oh, I don't know if this is the best for me, right? I don't know if I should be having this because if you don't write it down now and then you did all, do all this meal prepping and then you have the cosmic ground, you're gonna feel awful. But if it's planned in, great. It's part of the plan, right? Now you can, you can figure out your favorite foods through calorie counting. You can look back at like the last month and be like, wow, I had a lot of chicken. I think chicken's one of my favorite proteins. You can also do it through writing down like a food diary. Uh, you can also do it through just writing down, put these categories on a piece of paper, get at least five of each, three to five of each. The more the merrier, because then you can have more variety. What you'll quickly learn throughout this process is most of these are interchangeable. One night you want to have steak instead of chicken, great. One night you want to have rice instead of pasta, great. One night you want to have broccoli instead of asparagus, great. You can. A lot of this stuff is interchangeable. It's just about figuring out how much of a difference they make. Some of this stuff is not, I mean, everything's interchangeable, but some of this stuff will be, make a huge difference, right? If you have eight ounces of chicken, it's 400 calories, 40 grams of protein. If you have eight ounces of steak, depends on the cut of the steak, but it's going to be a little bit more calories sometimes, depending on the cut. But it's also going to have more fat because it's steak versus lean chicken, right? If you have pasta and then you switch to rice, it's going to be less calories because pasta is more dense. You might have to have a smaller serving of pasta rather than a big, and then a bigger or a bigger serving of rice to make up the whatever the gap. But everything everything is interchangeable. You don't want to have pasta every single night of the week. Great, have rice, have potatoes, have bread. You know, and for all of you out there, they're like, oh my God, like my doctor told me bread has toxins in it, blah, blah, blah. I just, that's a, that's another call for another time. <laughs> that is something that we will get into. Um, yeah, no, we'll, we'll talk about that some other time. And if you, if you are one, if you are like, wanting to talk about bread or talk about like red meat or dairy i'm all i'm all in sign up come be a guest we will talk about it all right but start a list categories proteins carbs fats healthy fats sorry vegetables fruits and then snacks snacks sweets and desserts category plan out the things that are cheat meals you know from your list of each, now it's time to look at your day. So rewind, you have that list, put it to the side, right? You're gonna start with your calorie number. If you're not currently count, count, if you're not currently calorie counting, or you don't know your calorie number, go to tdeecalculator.net, tdeecalculator.net to figure it out, or download my fitness pal. It's pretty spot on. Now, little caveat here. The math is usually pretty spot on, no matter who does it. I can do it. Send me a message. I'll do it for you. I'll show you the work and everything so you can do it on your own next time. But the math will never, ever, ever be 100% because your body reacts differently. Everybody's body reacts differently to different things, right? That's just a little side note there. From your calorie number, we're going to use, today we're going to use the example of 2,500 calories. 2,500 calories, okay? From your calorie number, I need you to figure out how many meals you can realistically eat in a day. 
And this is going to be that quick math that I was telling you guys about. So if you want to pull out your calculators now, I would. Okay. For somebody to sit down and eat one meal a day at 2,500 calories, definitely probably not realistic. I know people who do, how, who do it. They sit down for two hours and they eat over 3,000 calories in one sitting. Probably, I would not recommend that. To sit down and do two, that's 1,250 a meal. Uh, still a lot. For a lot of you that are trying to lose weight, maybe your calorie numbers are lower than this, but like 1,250 in a meal is a lot. And I'm, I'm trying to bulk. And I think 1,250 is pushing it, pushing it a little bit. So let's, let's go three instead of two. Okay, let's go three on 2,500 calories. What would that be? I'm trying to do it in my head right now. Um, it's just, it's like 833 or something like that, right? That's a little more doable. But when we look at the average meals of an average person in the United States or over the world, the average breakfast is about 300 to 400 calories. And the average lunch and dinner is about 500 to 700. So the number we're trying to shoot for is actually more closer to 500, 600 ish range. So let's go four at 2,500 calories. Let's go four meals. Maybe one of those is a snack, whatever it is, right? That would be 625 calories a meal. That's doable. Now, maybe your breakfast is smaller and your dinner is bigger. Maybe your lunch is huge and your breakfast and dinner are smaller, whatever it is. But for the sake of this exercise, we're going to just say we're going to eat four meals a day because that's a realistic number for each meal. Now, like I said, if you your goal is to hit 625 a meal and your breakfast is 450 and your lunch or your uh, dinner is like 800, it's not the end of the world, man. It is not the end of the world. You're, it's all about total balance. As long as you hit 2,500 by the end of the day, it doesn't matter, right? So, but you have to be realistic. If you're like, oh, I can only do like 300 calories a meal, so I'm gonna eat like nine meals a day. <laughs> Probably not the most realistic thing in the world. Eating a lot of meals is hard. I know you, everybody sees the bodybuilders do it and they're like, oh, I could just eat more meals. No, it's hard. I've done it all. I've, I've done it all. I've done one meal a day. I've done two or three huge meals a day. I've done snacking throughout the day. There was a one month period where I did 12 meals a day, eating every two hours, even setting alarms throughout the night, waking up, eating real quick and going back to sleep. And that sucked. Eating more meals is really hard to do. Now I'm not advocating for eating one time a day. I never will be. If you are only eating one time a day, I advocate for an average of three, three to five, anywhere from there. Be realistic, figure it out. Once you find out your total meals, take that list of food that we put to the side earlier and plug in those food lists just like this, okay? Each of those meals have a protein source, a vegetable or a fruit or both, depending on how you are, a starchy carb. I was going to say carb, but I know a lot of people would be like, oh, vegetables and fruits are carbs. No, a starchy carb, oatmeal, bread, pasta, rice, potatoes, whatever it is, a healthy fat, and then throw in your snacks and sweets whenever, but plan them. They don't need to be planned as much, but be like, hey, like I got to the end of this day that I planned out and I have an extra 100 calories. Let me eat a Twinkie. By the way, Twinkies are 140 calories for everybody wondering. 
So you can do it, you know? It's not the end of the world, right? Oh my God, but if I eat a Twinkie, I won't hit my protein goal. My carbs will be over. Carbs and fats will be over. Oh my God. No, it is not the end of the world, okay? Then the next day you'll realize, well, maybe I shouldn't have the Twinkie. Maybe I'll have a little bit of extra chicken, right? Now, for those of you wondering, what am I throwing this in? How am I figuring out these numbers? This is where you use my fitness pal as a tool. If you sit down with your list your favorite foods and you know your total calorie number and you know your other macronutrients, your proteins, your carbs, and your fats, you can literally take your favorite foods and be like, okay, for, for breakfast, I love to have avocado toast and eggs and a bowl of oatmeal and plug it into my fitness pal and it'll spit out the numbers for you. Use my fitness pal, not only as a, let me log what I just ate, but as a, let me plan how I'm going to eat, right? So throw these foods into your X number of meals, whatever you decided as your realistic number of meals on my fitness pal, use it as a tool. Then once those foods are in there, like we talked about earlier, we were shooting for four meals at 625 calories. If you throw in your avocado toast, your eggs and your oatmeal, and you're at, let's say, let's say you're at 475 and you're like, okay, let me try to bump this up to 625. Maybe you have an extra slice of bread with avocado on it. Maybe you have an extra packet of oatmeal. You mess with the serving sizes rather than the food choices. Play with the serving sizes of the whole day until your numbers are somewhat accurate or spot on. Now, if you're like, I can't get the protein up, I can't get the carbs up, I can't get the fats up, that's why you have that list of categories. If you'd go throughout your, if you plan your whole day and your protein's low, up the proteins. And then you'll be like, oh, now my calories are over. Well, your carbs or fats, carbs or fats are probably pretty high if your protein was low and your calorie number was spot on. So now you got to lower one of those. And it's just playing with serving sizes. And once you do that and you hit your numbers spot on for a month, oh my gosh. You guys, like in a month of consistently hitting all four numbers in my fitness pal you could see drastic results. Now, let's say you don't want to log your food. You can still use MyFitnessPal as a tool. Download it. Say, okay, I'm going to go grocery shopping. How much do I need to buy? Sit down, do this same exact exercise. Then look at it and be like, okay, how many times can I eat these four meals per, per, for this week? Let's say you want a little bit of variety. So you're like, okay, I could eat these four meals three days out of this week. Now let me go make two other sample days, two other like test days, right? Where I am doing the same exact thing. Then you go in and you look at it and you're like, okay, you know, on, on this day I had eight ounces of chicken and I need a cup of rice and I need a bowl of soup. And I'm doing that three days. So when I go to the grocery store, I need to make sure I get 24 ounces of chicken and at least three cups of rice and three bowls of soup. And there you go. It's not just nutritional planning. It's also grocery shopping planning. Because I know a bunch of you out there going to the grocery store and you wander around and then all of a sudden you look down and you're like, how did all these cookies end up in my cart? If you, don't, if you go to the grocery store without a plan, you will leave with a cart full of stuff you planned on not getting. You didn't plan on getting. Okay, so this is it. You know, you want to learn how to meal prep. You want to learn how to take control of your nutrition. You want to learn how to grocery shop correctly. 
this is the exercise. This is what you need to do. Now, am I saying that my way is the right way? No, but it's my way. And I know it works because I've done it repeatedly over and over again for myself and other people. And it always breeds results. So if you're a math person, this should come off really easy. If you're not, shoot me a message and I will help you out. Sit down, figure out your favorite foods. There you go. Because no one, and this, you know, you can go to a dietitian, you can go to somebody who tells you they're going to give you a meal plan, but no one can tell you how you eat better than you. No one can tell you what you eat better than you. No one can tell you what you like to eat or what you don't like to eat better than you. So why go to other people to figure out a meal plan when you could just do it yourself and use my fitness pal as the tool to get you there, right? If you have any questions, shoot me a message. I'd be happy to answer them. If you're not in the academy, my Instagram is at CoachGregFitPro. I'm also on TikTok. So without further ado, this has been another episode of Fan Up. If you guys have any questions, let me know. If you have any ideas for more episodes, I'd be happy to, happy to share. If you want to be a guest, hit me up. I got nothing else to say. Keep sweating, keep smiling, and I will talk to you guys next week.